some things never change. Water is still wet. Cold is still cold. Hot is still hot. British food, as far as I know, is still bland. Politicians still tell lies. And the nine most terrifying words in the English language are still, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And it is still true that churches are often full of hypocrites. Hyper-religious people are still very often hypocritical. You cannot read Matthew 23 without noticing that the word hypocrite is repeated. One of the lessons that we teach students that are learning to study the Bible is to look for repeated words in a passage. And the word hypocrites is used by Jesus eight times in Matthew 23. It gives us some indication about what this passage is all about. Jesus in this chapter is on a tear. He is tangentially laying into the religious establishment. You could almost call this cleansing the temple day two. And because of the hypocrisy and the fakery of the religious establishment, Jesus is pulling no punches in this passage. Now you might think that Jesus's critique here is unwarranted or that Jesus is being a bit too harsh, but it's important to consider that this was the holiest week of the Jewish year, the days leading up to Passover. And instead of focusing their attention upon their sacred duties, the religious establishment was working to catch, condemn, and kill Jesus. It's a little bit hypocritical. So Jesus calls them out on their hypocrisy. And, and actually, he doesn't even directly address the hypocritical scribes, Pharisees, and religious leaders. The chapter opens that Jesus is speaking to the multitudes and his disciples. So he's speaking to the crowd that's there and his followers, and no doubt within earshot were some of the hypocritical religious elite. And he says, you should listen to the religious hypocrites because their words are right and true, but don't follow their example because they are hypocrites. They, they say one thing and they do another. That is a hypocrite. And sadly, the church is filled with them. And we should probably just own it. Churches are filled with hypocrites. Now, at that point, someone will object and say, no, pastor, the church is full of sinners. And that's true. The church is full of sinners. In fact, every church, when it has people in it, is full of sinners. And some of those sinners they recognize that they are fallen, carnal, broken, messed up, and sinful. That is, they, they don't measure up to the standard of perfect righteousness, and they know it, they recognize it. But there are others that try to pretend to be righteous. They make a show of their religious righteousness, and they are hypocrites. And Jesus would say, woe to you hypocrites. You may be very religious, but according to Jesus, you are a son of hell. Those are his words and not mine. And near the end of his tear in this passage, Jesus throws out this question. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Speaking to these hypocrites, these people who pretended to be righteous when in reality they were terribly sinful. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Being religious won't save you. But in the end, there were some religious, pharisaical hypocrites that were saved, not because of their religiousness, not because of their self-righteousness. They were saved because they turned to Christ. One of them become, became one of the greatest followers of Christ of all time, one of the greatest missionaries of all time, Saul of Tarsus, better known as the Apostle Paul. But he only became that after he realized that he was a chief of sinners. 
something to think about. We'll see you next time.